Welcome back to the Trees and Nylon podcast, your one-stop shop for everything Gorp. I am your host, Trees and Nylon. You can call me Trees. I'm joined today by a connoisseur of everything animal, from birds to amphibians to insects. <laughs> um, truly a creative in many rights, not just on the platform of Instagram. It is Frogbug, or Austin, is joining us today. How are you doing today? Hi, I'm good. Yeah, you could just call me Austin. Awesome, awesome. Well, I got to shout out the Instagram handle so people know who I'm dealing with. Um, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course, because you are, and I, I wanted to get this out of the way up top. One of my favorite pages on the platform. Really? Thank you. Mm-hmm. Of course. Yeah. Well, oh, just oh, so wow, I, that means a lot. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the curation of all the animals is wonderful. It's a really nice scroll. If you don't follow frog bug already go ahead and drop it a follow because it's more than worth your while um yeah just that's just my plug at the top of the episode for you because i love your wow, page wow um, i really appreciate <laughs> it yeah uh, that's a that's coming that's a lot coming from you man so i appreciate it <laughs> of course i honestly yeah one, one of the you and then also uh i'll shout out right at the top incognito as well i feel like has a kind of similar vibe to you different stuff doesn't post like oh yeah stuff, that, that's but... my friend right there uh, we're constantly oh, yeah? sending each other stuff back and forth i love to see that that's beautiful yeah that's like yeah better crossover than the adventures <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah um that that's a good guy right there awesome well for those who don't know this isn't just me um kissing up the guests on every show uh this is the trees and nylon podcast where we talk about trees and also nylon kind of working through a past present and future progression with both those topics so austin top the episode well kind of top the episode what would you like to talk about first uh yeah so i think uh let's let's go with trees awesome and, with you trees. know i actually i wanted to start with like a little anecdote um so okay. i saw something the other day that like the the definition of trees is actually like i mean there's like you know wood like i don't know there's there's a very loose definition of like what a tree is and some things that we call trees are more closely related to like grasses like palm trees are more closely related to like a grass than say other trees Hmm. so i I don't know i read that the other day i thought that was interesting (laughs) i might need to fact check some of that but um well, hey, you can say anything on this podcast. I'm not going to fact check you unless I okay. think it's wrong. Well, I'll, I'll fact check me. it and then I'll, <laughs> I'll like I'll give you an update or something. But I did read yeah, that yeah, the yeah. other day. I thought that was interesting. But yeah, anyway, I'd like to start with trees, I guess. Awesome. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about um, where you grew up and how you kind of got into the outdoors or nature. Yeah, for sure. So um, uh, I was born in... Um, New Jersey and okay. when I was like one years old uh me and my family moved to London oh. and then I I grew up in London until I was 10 and wow. um while I was there you know I had like the privilege of like being able to like travel to Europe and go like skiing and stuff so I was like seeing like the Alps and you know stuff like that and um also my parents would get me like these like animal encyclopedias. Mm -hmm. And I just remember when I was a kid, like going through, like paging through those and just like reading and then like rereading like all of like the pages and that I like loved. And I would like, I would copy the illustrations in them, Mm -hmm. like on the page next to it or something, you know? So like I was just super into, and back then it was more of like a broad, um sort of interest it was just kind of like animals in general i just i i there's always been something about you know like animals and nature that's been very you know sort of uh compelling to me i guess but um so i would have like these encyclopedias i paged through those and then um yeah i remember my mom took me to like we'd go to like a like the grocery stores there, there's like Tesco and like Sainsbury's and they'd sell like DVDs, like in the front section of like the the grocery store. And I remember like whenever I go with my mom, I'd always like try to pressure her to like buy me some of like the BBC documentaries mm-hmm. because they would sell like those like BBC like nature docs there. And um, some of those DVDs that I got were like super formative, like one that I'm constantly like, pulling clips from and referencing all the time is life of birds 
That's mm. um, 1999, I believe, but it's like really, really beautiful. Um, it's all shot on film. Uh, all like the vignettes, they're really um, just like really realistic and not like over sensationalized. I feel like mm. a lot of the documentaries these days, they put too much like human emotion onto like the animals, you know, like and yeah. they like really sensationalize the stories, but mm-hmm. the way that they told them in like Life of Birds and, you know, like other documentaries of the era, I guess, were really, um, they, I don't know, they just kind of changed the way I thought and were very formative for me. Very nice. Um, so besides like all the documentaries and learning about nature, did you actually get outside? Well, you already mentioned the Alps and all that. What were those yeah, trips like? Yeah, so, yeah, so I, I would get to go skiing and stuff. And, you know, it, it was just like ski trips. So I would like stay in like a lodge okay. or a hotel or something, you know, and like, so it wasn't really like nature focused. Um, I grew up kind of like um, an extreme kid. So like whenever I was like in the outdoors, I would be like skiing or skateboarding mm-hmm. or like biking or something yeah. or like water skiing or stuff. I, I It took me a really long time to kind of like slow down, I guess. <laughs> yeah. And now you're a bird watcher, which is some would say the opposite of the extreme sport. Yeah. It's like the slowest thing you could do outside, but like <laughs> it's, it's pretty sick. Yeah. Yeah. I have and personally you, never gone bird watching. Oh yeah. Honestly, it's, um, it's pretty magical. Um, I mean, not to get like too, <laughs> I just talked about like not getting like too fantastical or whatever, but uh-huh. like, uh, the the way that I've kind of like reconnected with like the environment like immediately around me um mm-hmm. recently has like entirely been through like bird watching and like learning about like the specific species in my area and how like the environment specific to my area plays like a um like a vital role in their lives, you know mm-hmm. and like, so when I was growing up, I was reading all these encyclopedias and I was watching these like documentaries and stuff. I thought it was really easy to kind of think of the natural world as elsewhere. It, it, it was like, um, you know, all, all of these tropical birds I was seeing, they'd be like in like Panama or like, you know, Brazil or New Guinea or something, you know, they never show yeah. birds from like, yeah. you know, New Jersey or something, you know? Mm-hmm. So it was really easy to think of kind of nature as like somewhere else and it was not really until I started bird watching and I found that I couldn't name like I was so into nature and stuff you know like like I was studying nature I was watching documentaries and stuff and uh and and I do my own studying like just like on the internet or whatever but I couldn't name any of the species just like right outside my window and that kind of like struck me yeah. So that's when I started to learn about the stuff that was in my environment and like the the environment that mm-hmm. I have, like I play a role in, you know, yeah. whether consciously or not. Mm-hmm. That's very cool. That's yeah. I think everyone should kind of strive to do that. I, th- I think I've talked about this before on another episode, but there was one meme I saw where it was just like a bunch of brands and then a bunch of leaves. And it said, name the brand, then name, name like the tree this leaf comes oh, from. Yeah. Like you can yeah, name every yeah. brand, but you can't name every, every, tree you know so i think that's something i've been trying to work on as well just like learning about local nature learning what kind of trees we have here what kind of like flowers grow here that kind of thing um what kind of animals are like in my area i think it's just something yeah every like information everyone should partake in just because like it's fun you know it's just like a fun little piece of knowledge to have absolutely and then once you have that knowledge i mean it's i mean there's so much that you can apply like from mm-hmm. like learning about like you know, birds and like the ecosystem and like the way everything plays off each other. You can apply that stuff kind of anywhere you choose yeah. to. And also just real quick about that meme. I mean, like, <laughs> like I get what they're saying, but also like logos are meant to be recognizable. Yeah. So like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> whereas like trees, like honestly, so many of them look exactly the fucking same. Uh-huh. And <laughs> like, it's so hard to like, as somebody who's been like trying to learn more about like, uh uh what's the word for it like foliage and stuff it's yeah. it's very it's very difficult sometimes yeah shout out shout out to your respecter uh tree underscore i think respecter on instagram they do a lot of like 
pieces on specific trees and like where they're from and you know endangered trees why they're endangered all that kind of stuff so that's yeah. a cool page if you want to i don't i mean i think he lives in like montana or like northwest maybe but um yeah still really cool to see people like enjoying nature like that and also uh rishi zach a former guest in the pod as well he has been uh he posts a lot about just like his local environment and he lives in um oh shoot oh no where does he live that's bad i should i should remember that he's on here <laughs> well uh anyway a tropical country that i can't remember and um, okay yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's beautiful because well, it's so different from america you know or yeah continental and, america you know it's it's really inter- uh, it's really important i feel to like kind of study your ecosystem because then you can start to learn the ways that it's already been impacted by stuff like you know climate change and uh, you know uh, colonization and stuff you know yeah. like um invasive species of both like mm-hmm. plants bugs and birds you know like um like house sparrows european starlings and rock pigeons are like the three most common birds in like the US and all three of them are, you know, products of people introducing them, you know? So it's like, and the spotted lanternfly is an invasive species mm-hmm. of bug that is like sweeping the nation. It like last year, last year they were like, uh, like I remember I went camping in Pennsylvania a few years ago and there was this mm-hmm. thing about um, like, you can't bring firewood more than like 10 miles. And it's because yeah, really. of like, um, it's because of the spotted lanternfly. It's because like mm. they can bore into the wood and it's like an invasive species. So if you like wow. bring it more than 10 miles, you know, you could be like spreading it and stuff. Wow. Interesting. What is your like, uh, what's your current kind of, you mentioned already, getting out there, camping, hiking, whatever schedule look like these days? Like, what do you do? Uh, yeah. So um, in New York, there's like a bunch of parks. Uh, I live in New York City in Brooklyn. And um, there's like a ton of places that are um, like really good for birding. Uh, Prospect Park is um, it's it's really big, but it's um, often very crowded. And um, but uh, they get like 300 or, you know, like around 300 species like over the course of the year. So like there's like a lot of really good places to go in New York to go birding mm-hmm. um, in the winter. Things kind of slow down. So you kind of have to go further. If you want to go birding, like you kind of have to like go where the birds are, like yeah, that makes sense. The beach or the ponds or stuff, but yeah. So these days, um, honestly, things have been kind of slow, but spring migration is just about to pick up, um, mm-hmm. which is like it's like most of April and or it's like late April May, and these like tiny tropical migrants called warblers come through, and they mm-hmm. they're kind of like the superstars of. Um, um like the birding world (laughs) like they're tiny they sing really pretty songs they're Uh really bright like you know everybody loves them (laughs) how long have you been like bird watching for um so i've been bird watching probably for like three years now i think um uh i started I started in like 2019, but I didn't get binoculars until 2020 and getting binoculars is kind of like the key part in any like birders journey, I feel. Um, Mm -hmm. Because something happens like when you, you put the binoculars up to your eyes and you see like a bird or anything like through the other side of the binoculars and you see all the detail, like Mm -hmm. when you bring the binoculars down, like you kind of still see it like even oh, yeah. like far yeah. off you know mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. and that like that happening is like i feel very crucial to like learning mm-hmm. birds and stuff okay okay um all right let's at least it was for it. me yeah 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 so we've talked about your past <clears throat> getting out there um i want to know just for me was did the birding come first or did the instagram page come first um, so the Instagram page came first. Um, mm-hmm. I got into birding like super hard. Like I was like kind of into birds and like I wanted like to go bird watching and stuff in 2019, but it kind of picked up like, you know, as a lot of people do like, you know, quarantine and stuff. I was like looking out yeah. my window and then that's when I start started um, like studying birds a little more. And then um, 
I met my partner, Emily, and we like fell in love and we also like fell in love with bird watching together. So it's been something that we, by the way, thank you. Um, <laughs> it's been something that we've been really enjoying together, you know, and like growing, like our, like, uh, it's just, it's, it's a great thing to do <laughs> together, I guess. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I started the page in like late 2019 and, um, I was just doing frog bug stuff on my own personal page. And, um, like I was just posting it on my story and I wasn't like hard posting anything, but I was like kind of stockpiling images and, you know, posting things that I thought were like visually interesting. And then, um, my friend, Nicole, um, she recommended that I make my own, like make a separate page for it. And I was like, Oh, word. Like, I think that's, yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> so I, I, I did it. And uh, initially it was just kind of like cool images and it took me a while mm -hmm. to kind of like find my like footing, but, um, yeah. Uh, it was like, I think, Oh, I was gonna say, I think you definitely found it now because it is a very tight aesthetic. Oh, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. In, in the beginning, it was more like um, kind of like documenting the document, like, mm -hmm. like Hitchcock would would say, you know, like <laughs> yeah. um, where I was kind of looking for uh, like images of people in the field, um, like doing the the nature documentary work like I was looking for like the actual craft of the nature documentary. So like, I wanted mm -hmm. to see people out there with zoom lenses and, you know, like, like Gore-Tex pants and mm -hmm. like kneeling in the mud with like a tripod and stuff. So, like that was the kind yeah. of stuff I was like very interested in the beginning. And, um, and also I was very interested in seeing people out in nature with um, field recording setups mm -hmm. because I'm like, I mean, as a musician, I'm constantly field recording and using field recording in my in my mm. stuff. So um, I, I, I think it's a very. Um, I, I just love field recording and just the, it, it's a very it, it's it's a very. Um, specific look, I guess, just people yeah. out in nature with the but that was a pretty shallow. Well, um, I. <laughs> I, I found a lot of the cool photos pretty early, I think, but <laughs> like not a lot of people post pictures of themselves <laughs> yeah. recording in nature. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But now um, I think the best way to describe the page is kind of like I'm continuing. I, I try to, you know, expand. I try to learn as much as I can um, about stuff that I'm interested in and the stuff that I'm interested in these days is like biology and science and, uh, my local ecosystem and climate mm -hmm. change and stuff like that. So frog bug is kind of, it's just kind of like a bunch of out of context images from my like time doing this kind of like research. Mm -hmm. And it's just kind of like presenting those photos as, as an art and not like figure a in like a textbook or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, they're very cool. And you've got a lot of like, I think the big draw is like how, I don't know if there's a word for it. They're just like cool that some of the pictures are. Like I, as I'm scrolling through your page right now, I just see like tiny little animals. You have like a deer and a, and a raccoon sleeping with each other. <laughs> yeah. Like a person holding two platypus. Like, I don't know. It's just like, it's cool stuff that kind of like you were saying, it's not like figure A in a textbook. It's like, it's something that's a little bit different. You know, it's a little bit quirkier than that. Yeah, yeah, I think I, I definitely want something to be like, you know, visually interesting or something. And um, a lot of these like people that are like posting these photos, like they're literally just doing for the sake of like science, you know, like that platypus photo, like the person who posted that was the person who was rehabbing those platypuses. So it's like, yeah, yeah so it's like, um. But I think recontextualizing them and kind of like putting them in like maybe like this like frog butt context where you like look at things through like a little bit of it's just on Instagram, you know, like the context is Instagram. Um, I think that is a little interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's very cool. And like, like I said, it just I guess it is kind of like that textbook vibe that drew me in because like, you know, there are some maybe I'm just a nerd, but like 
science textbooks always have like fun images. And I've actually found myself like looking at um, like graphs and charts that are kind of well, aesthetically pleasing in yeah, textbooks. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like that same vibe of maybe I'm just a nerd or maybe it is like a cool thing to do. Um, so yeah, it is that, that kind of allure that drew me in, I guess. Yeah, um, I mean, earlier in the frog bug, career or whatever i was like literally downloading like pdfs and stuff and like just screenshotting like diagrams and like you know charts and stuff and uh, like i think those are all in the story but they're they're in the my folder structure somewhere (laughs) yeah yeah well moving on let's talk a little bit about your future um with going outside specifically uh are there any places you'd like to go to for bird watching, hiking, camping, outdoor activities in general, um, any trips you have planned, anything like that? Yeah, so um, I definitely would love to travel. Um, I haven't, I, I went to Santa Fe for a wedding in October mm-hmm. and that was amazing. Santa Fe is so beautiful. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know, I just kind of want to go everywhere. I mean, now that like I'm a bird watcher, I feel like everything is recontextualized. Yeah. So it's like I can go anywhere and like, I mean, as, like if I go to like say like where you are like Georgia like we're gonna have like pretty like similar birds or whatever yeah. but you know like yeah. I could go like like go let's say I go like go to Florida and yeah if I go to like Florida or something the birds uh-huh. there are wild so like there's a bird right now in Florida called the yellow-faced grass quit and it's a bird that is it's like a Hawaiian bird but it's a vagrant really? and it's found its way in Hawaii huh yeah um that's just like a little bit of like a random thing i'm like signed up for like the rare bird alerts like for all of the united states (laughs) but (laughs) um yeah the uh yeah florida gets really cool birds um yeah Mm -hmm. i i don't think i'd want to travel there actually though but (laughs) yeah i want to go to alaska i want to puerto rico and like panama i think would be cool Mm -hmm. and I'd love to go back to like um, Japan and mm. like and uh, like China, like the um, oh, okay, like the I kind of have this like vision of China in my mind from like the kung fu movies I used to watch, where it's like the Smoky Mountains, you know, with like yeah, really steep yeah. peaks and stuff, you know. Like I'd love to see that, but well, actually, I don't know. His name is, on Instagram is Ben Greenwood, Ben Greeny fifteen. Um, I've talked to him. He just came back to London, but he was in China for a while. Um, and so he's got a lot of, he went on a lot of hikes there as well. And he has a lot yeah. of friends of him by those mountains that you're talking about uh, in those rivers. Yeah. Really, really, really cool stuff. It was really yeah. cool. I came across his page. And I was like, what the heck? Why is this guy what's he doing in China? And he just said he went over there because he wanted to. He just like found a job. Yeah. That's so, working. so cool. So cool. Yeah just such a cool landscape that you don't really see a lot of in the scene you know it's mostly the u.s or the uk so right right different yeah there's definitely a lot of uh a lot of the same kind of landscape on the grid right now (laughs) yeah Yeah. i'm probably the problem but hey what are you gonna do um (laughs) (laughs) no i like the photos you take thank you thank you uh when you were in Japan, did where all did you go? Were you just in one city or did you spread out a yeah, little so, bit? Yeah, uh, so I went in 2020 in February. Okay. So like right before Ooh, coronavirus yeah. was like a real just, thing. Like just beat it. I, yeah, I got back March 1st and like wow. Yeah, that was a that was a, a wild time for my anxiety. But um the while I was there, the trip was was great and I managed to not get COVID, so that's good. Um congratulations. But, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, so we flew into um, Osaka and um, we did some shopping at, in Osaka. We went to the aquarium and I just went with my friend Grant. Um, I met mm-hmm. him at film school. And uh, so we flew into Osaka and the shopping in Osaka was just so amazing. Mm-hmm. Um I, I bought so many pieces and there's still so many things I like regret, like not buying, like there's these yeah. pair of like Prada shoes that I wish I got, but I didn't, but um, yeah. So there was like Osaka. And then after that, we went to um, uh, the, oh my God, I forget the name of it. Uh, one sec. Uh, we went to the place where the monkeys are, the snow monkeys. 
Oh, I don't know what that's called either. <laughs> yeah, I, I forget that. Oh, Nagano. That's it, Nagano. So we went to Nagano and that was incredible. That was the only hiking I did while I was there was like to get to the snow monkeys. Like there was like a bit of a hike and it was like a really wide trail and it was like very like manicured and stuff. But um, it was that was beautiful. And um, and then after that, we went to Tokyo. Do you get to swim with the monkeys in Japan or do they, you just get to admire them in the hot springs? So we, I just admired them in the hot springs. And honestly, mm. like the hot springs smelled a lot of sulfur so yeah. i mean that's what they are that's what they're gonna yeah <laughs> so um and it was also february so but um the place we went didn't allow you to get in oh, okay yeah i mean maybe for their monkey's sake or your sake maybe you yeah i don't know whose sake it was for but <laughs> honestly I, I i don't know if i would have went in anyway yeah but yeah yeah it, mm-hmm. Yeah, that trip was so much fun, and uh, I can't wait to go back, especially for the shopping. The shopping, mm. like, alone was, like, I brought a suitcase in my suitcase <laughs> to, oh, yeah? to bring clothes back, yeah. Man, that's the dream. That's the dream yeah. right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I went I went just to Tokyo. Um, one of my friends was doing, uh, everyone who's listened to the podcast before, just turn it off, because I'm going to tell the same story again. Um, <laughs> one of my friends was doing study abroad, and... Uh, I stayed with him and like, he basically, he is Japanese. And so he could take me around all the spots. He could speak the language, which is extremely helpful. Wow. Um, and yeah, he just kind of showed me around cause he was doing um, like, he'd been there for like two months, I think. And so he had like seen all the areas. He had some like restaurants he wanted to take me to stores. And it sucks. Cause I like, I went there in 2018 or 19. And then I got into like the whole, outdoor clothing stuff like a year later so i just missed all the like oh, cool hand wander shops and nanamika and stuff like that it's like oh that, yeah yeah that really sucks because there's so many cool stores there that i could have gone to but i just went to like yeah bait. the wander <laughs> store is sick <laughs> yeah uh, i wasn't even yeah, aware who it was at the time also there's like this one shop uh like kindle but it's mm-hmm. um so basically like i think it's like d-a-l instead i mean with a k uh, kindle yeah kindle japan and basically like they sell like um like i think like they're like they're, it's like streetwear stuff you know so they'll sell like supreme and like nike and like just like i i don't know like needles track pants and stuff but yeah. i found so many good shit like so much good stuff like in their stores it's like a chain like they have like a few like all over tokyo and uh, there was one in osaka oh uh, k-i-n-d-a-l um and i found so much good stuff in their store like i found this like south Hmm. two like coach jacket and that's like like my main jacket and it was like i think like 100 yen you know or like not 100 yen like it was like (laughs) whatever 100 dollars is equivalent you know 10,000 or something yeah, I think that's is that sound right. Ten thousand? I think that's right. Yeah, that sounds right to me. Yeah. Wow. Um. That's so cool. yeah, but and, and that's all secondhand too. So. Uh huh. Um, wow. But. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Japan was such a good time, and I can't wait to like get on up, like go overseas again. It's been a mm-hmm. minute for me. Yeah, me too. Last time I went was. I think Japan. I think that was the last time I went out of the country um but ho- hey hopefully i'm planning on going to the uk in may to see yeah. there's like a there's like a festival going on there like a snow peak festival um oh shit yeah may 13th and you're gonna go 15th. for that i am i'm gonna go for that then i'm gonna stay and uh just like stay on people's couches and stuff <laughs> go go see that's some awesome, of the guys dude. that's yeah. gonna be a good time hopefully yeah hopefully it works out and um the world doesn't go on lockdown again before yeah let's hope so fingers crossed man fingers crossed yeah anyway. i know <laughs> i know we've already kind right. of uh moseyed on over to the nylon section so why not just talk about uh let's talk about the beginnings of nylon let's talk about how you got started in uh getting dressed uh yeah sure so um when i was a kid and living in london and stuff i was like super into like hip-hop um and um my brother and I like would like we were into like hip hop and you know grime and garage and you know like mm-hmm. all of like the 
like the UK music, you know, but like, yeah, yeah. like I, I would like appreciate like that kind of stuff, but I was never like wearing like trackies or anything like that, you know, mm-hmm. but actually, I don't know. I think I did at one point have like a fat farm trackie, but like, <laughs> okay. I, don't know if I, I don't know if I ever wore it like, but um, uh, yeah. So I was like very, like from an early age, very inspired by like hip hop and stuff. And then um, I, I got into skateboarding and um, I'm the youngest of, uh, three siblings so um my brother and my oldest sibling um they kind of like helped like put me onto a lot of stuff mm-hmm. so um like you know um I- i'm sorry i'm kind of rambling here but <laughs> no it's okay that's what the podcast is all about so it's okay a cool cool yeah so um and then uh, i started skating and you know i'd see like you know people wearing like carhartt and dickies mm-hmm. and stuff at the skate park so um I, I remember from a really, really young age, like kind of like seeing like the Carhartt logo on like people's um, jeans and mm. like associating them as like cool, you know, like yeah. the, <laughs> just like the classic, like C, <laughs> Sounds about right. yeah. the C like logo. I remember seeing mm. that and just being like, like, damn, like that guy's wearing like strict light pants. Like that's sick, you know? Um, so um. Yeah, I started, like, after I was uh, living in London for a bit, then I moved to the States, and that was a little bit of a culture shock, because when I moved from London, I moved to, like, a suburb of New York City, but, like, uh, this town in in New Jersey called Creskill, and it's, like, Mm -hmm. a very small, like, suburban town, and it's, like, an hour from the city by car, Um, but it was like a little bit of a culture shock. Cause like I was living in like a city, you know? And then I moved yeah. to like this like tiny ass suburb with like a thousand <laughs> residents. Yeah. And, um, and you know, nobody there, nobody there dressed. It wasn't like an environment for, for dressing. And I had like yeah. long hair when I moved there, like down to my mm-hmm. shoulders and uh, the principal, like he like called me into his office one day. Uh, Cause I wow. like got into, into trouble and he told uh-huh. me that i should consider cutting my hair and joining the football team if i want to make <laughs> friends um that is so, truly like a like 90s movie <laughs> type situation no like honestly for it was actually like i mean like i there's like no like hate now but like honestly like my time in new jersey was pretty miserable like <laughs> so <laughs> um like I'm I'm queer and I'm out of the closet now, but like okay. back back then I was like very closeted, and I think the mm. environment played a lot into that. Mm. I mean, um, it sounds like it. If they're telling you to cut your hair and join the football team, I can only assume what their takes are. Yeah, and that was the principal when I was in fourth grade, and it only yeah. just got worse there. Like wow. the other kids and stuff. So, but um, that but is yeah, insane. you know. I, I still skated with my brother and my uh-huh. brother would let me hang out with him and his friends. So mm-hmm. um, I always had like people to like hang out with. And I don't know if they thought I was cool or whatever, but like they let me skate with them. So like that was yeah. fine. Well, skaters, um, are, skaters are cool people just in general. It's like a cool, cool, cool culture, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I, I wouldn't go as far as to say all skaters are cool, but <laughs> no, 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 no. No, the general, the general vibe. The general vibe of skaters is definitely cool. Yeah. They're cool. Yeah. (laughs) Um, It's pretty wild that like seven years ago was, um, that's like when that like Vice video with uh, Brian Anderson came out. And that's when Brian Anderson came out of the closet. And he was the first openly gay athlete to have a pro model shoe, like ever. Hmm. Like not even just skateboarding. But that was, that was only seven years ago. And, and, you know, now there's a lot of, you know, openly gay skateboarders and there's like a bunch of, um, you know, like coalitions and, you know, like Instagram pages for and like that do like meetups and stuff in the city and stuff. But it's still like not nearly as common as like you'd think. Yeah, I mean, well, I remember, oh, shoot, I'm going to butcher the story completely. I just vaguely remember a story of like a basketball player coming out as gay and just like for some reason it was this huge talk of like you know is that okay i think is what the the oh my god was. imagine thinking that your sexuality had anything to do with your job 
maybe I'm misremembering. Maybe I'm misremembering, but I, I think it was something like that. Um, it was like a yeah. huge topic of discussion. Um, and I was just like, I don't, why? <laughs> why? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Just um, that like internalized homophobia. Like, well, what, what if he hits on me while we're playing the game? It's like, bro, what? Are, yeah. Like what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, Jesus. Come on. Um, yeah. And honestly, um, there's a lot of like very like scary, like, and like anti-gay and anti-LGBT, uh, especially anti-trans things happening in like the country right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. so it's just something that's been on my mind a little, I guess, but, um, mm-hmm. understandable. Yeah. Anyway, continuing the, <laughs> the fashion story, I guess. <laughs> yes, um, yes, of course. Uh, back in the day I would wear like, like for a while I was like wearing like skinny or like straight jeans, you know, mm-hmm. and I have, I'm like a pretty like stout guy. <laughs> like I'm like, like wide on the top and then I'm just kind of short all the way down, you know? <laughs> so like I don't know if it matched my silhouette a lot, but, um, and then I was like before Nike SB came out, I remember I was wearing like 5.0s a lot. Um, like Nike 5.0s and, mm-hmm. um, I would wear like a lot of like the weird like technical like Nike SBs like there was like mm. these like Nike SBs that were made of like this like hard plastic and they had like holes in them and like apparently they would like not rip as fast as like the other shoes because you know when I was a kid I would skate like every day and mm. yeah a pair of shoes doesn't last very long when you're skating every day um but yeah eventually I don't know I graduated from all that shit and uh <laughs> And uh, when I got to college, I put on a pair of Dickies and a pair of Club C's, and uh, mm. it's kind of been history ever since. Yeah, I was going to say, that's my next question, actually. What is your, like, what's your style nowadays? What are some brands you're into or, like, your general vibe? Uh, I, I try to keep it, like, a little simple. I, I wear a lot of, like, utilitarian stuff. Um, okay. Like, uh, I have these, like, pair of, like, double knee, like, ACG pants, and they're, like, mm-hmm. very, very, like, hardy and like thick and like um the new york winter wind is very cold so <laughs> these have been kind of like my daily driver for like the winter and stuff mm-hmm. you can very easily fit a pair of thermals under them and uh yeah i, I gotta take them to a tailor though because like they're a little too long and i took them to a tailor at first to get them hemmed but mm-hmm. they kind of messed it up i need to find a new tailor <laughs> i need to do this shit myself honestly i need to get like yeah. myself a sewing machine that's something i've been very interested in is starting to do my own alterations and tailoring mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah. You can add another, uh, another skill to your bio, you know? Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, I wear a lot of, um, yeah, I don't know. Just like straight like stuff and I don't know, hoodies and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, just stuff I'm kind, comfortable kind of... into birding. <laughs> what kind of colors are you into? Is it more like earth tone stuff, blacks and whites? Uh, yeah, I'm definitely into neutral colors. Mm. Um, okay. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, soft gray, um, browns, navy, stuff like that. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Um, And I have way too many shoes these days for like my own coat, you know, mm, what kind of shoe, what's the closet looking like these days? So, um, like I have like, like too many pairs of shoes in my closet but then i have like six pairs out that i like rotate through okay what are those (laughs) you know what's the the lineup what's the lineup so the lineup right now is i have like the yellow on running cloud ultras okay yeah and those are really really nice but i've um i wore them like every day after i got them last summer Uh for like and they're like you know like waterproof or i don't know if they're waterproof they're water resistant or whatever Uh whatever they're super 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 comfy shoes so i wore them a lot and now they squeak oh why i don't so like the bottom part of it it's like a little Uh sponge hold on i have them right here yeah yeah so this part of them it like it's like uh it's like the Nike Air Max thing or whatever. And whenever oh. I walk, it squeaks now. <laughs> so I find that's very funny. Um I, it's, 
but I still wear them all the time because they're super, super comfy. Um, and then I also have like uh, a pair of Club C's. Uh, I got a pair of the jound ones from my friend Ryan. Oh. So that's nice. <laughs> so I'm, I, like, honestly, yeah, I love. Um, I personally like my shoes a little dusty, uh-huh. especially my Reeboks. So um, I've been wearing them to kind of like dust them, dust yeah, the clean yeah. white off. Exactly. Yeah. Put a little character on them, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I also have a pair of like the Roa Minar, the like the weird ones with the strap. Okay. Um, I wear the crap out of those. Those are like, they they feel like um, it, they, they're almost all neoprene, but they're really, really good winter hiking shoes. Okay, yeah, they're definitely look like something like Aleeks would make. Yeah, you know, honestly, it's wild you say that because like the Aleeks Roa collab was like those are like grail shoes for me. Like those are so fucking sick. Like when I first saw those, like when they first came out, that was like my introduction mm-hmm. to Roa was the Aleeks Roa stuff. Oh, and really? um yeah. And um yeah, those those shoes are so wild. But I, I yeah, I love the buckle. <laughs> uh, they're really quick to get on and off. Um, and then I also have a pair of XT6s that I've been wearing for like of course, of course. a million years. And then uh, I have a pair of the LTR ADVs. So that's like the current rotation, but I'm like embarrassed on how many more shoes I have. <laughs> I mean, they serve a purpose, you know, they serve a purpose. Yeah, exactly. And I'm, I'm wearing all of them too. So yeah, I can't say the same for mine. I've got a few pairs in there that I haven't put on in a while um that i might have to donate or sell or we'll see what happens but yeah i, I honestly i, really I mean the shoes. I, I mean a good part of this community is that I, I think it's you could find somebody who is who would look after them you know mm-hmm. <laughs> like hey, maybe you can a... leverage your resources so <laughs> if anyone wants a pair of uh wait i i think i need to show you then i'll explain what they are okay okay you'll, 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 know. Know. you'll know okay 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 I don't think you're ready for what I'm about to pull up. It's good. I'm so I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> if anyone wants a pair of the acronym Prestos, but the pink and blue and yellow Yo. ones <laughs> in size 11, US 11. Oh my God. You're right. You I know. wasn't ready. Because <laughs> they have been worn <laughs> probably three or four times. Um, and I don't see myself ever putting them back on. So <laughs> I yeah, got them that happens, a, uh, though. I got them at a Nike sneakers pop-up that they did in Atlanta. And um, is that like, like the sneakers without the E on the end? Yeah. 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 And they, okay, they did a yeah. pop-up shop there and it was the only shoe that was cool. That was left. Cause I got in on the second day. Cause um, I guess I didn't get there at 5 a.m. And uh, yeah, like how you have to do to get a pair of shoes these days. Yeah. Yeah. So this was the only thing that's left. Um, and I was like, you know what? I waited for like two days to get one pair of shoes, maybe. So I guess I'll just yeah. buy these. And uh, I got a hoodie too. So that was cool. There you go. I got a sneakers hoodie. Only only like sold there. But uh, yeah, now they're kind of just sitting on my shelf unworn. Yeah. So that's you know, honestly, I, yeah, I've been trying to like work on that. Because I mean, there's like the thing about fashion that I find really interesting is that there are like so many sort of lanes to kind of view it under. Mm -hmm. And, you know, um, like you could view it as a product or you can view it as like only an art form, or you can wear it as like a wearable art form. You know, there's like so many different like lanes to look at it. And especially Mm -hmm. with like flat lays and like Instagram and stuff, I find it's very easy to kind of like, um, want like too much you know and especially like that like want will kind of like cloud your judgment over like if you actually like need something or even if it will like look good on you or Mm -hmm. there's like so much i mean i'm I'm not talking about like you personally you know i've made this mistake myself too you know whatever (laughs) (laughs) no but like um you know like i think everybody will eventually like if you're into fashion you'll eventually buy something that you thought would be sick and then it like stinks once you get it because you realize it doesn't like work with like with you you know Mm -hmm. because like at the end of the day like fashion is like i feel what it, what it's really all about for me is like your own personal relationship to your own personal items, you know? Yeah. 
Well, that's you can what it, see, should, it should be very personal, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like you could see somebody out there like, you know, or you could go to a show and you can see a model like wearing, you know, like this incredible outfit and then mm. you could see it on the rack and then you could see it on yourself and all three times you see it, it'll look completely different. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's the understanding of like, uh, well, first of all, I'll say in, in regards to the Prestos, that was a purchase that I just made in the moment because it was like compulsory. And okay, yeah. um, normally I'm not like that. Normally when I, when I see clothes, it's like, okay, I, I give a lot of time to think about it. Like, okay, I could wear it with this. I could go with this outfit. I could put this together. And so I spend a lot of time on the pieces that I buy. So I don't have right. a ton. Um, and I think also that's, that's the first, that's just my defense. And then second, the other point you made, um, there's a lot of styles that I personally would not wear that I still have an appreciation for, but I know myself that I would not wear them or maybe I wouldn't look good in them or whatever it is, but I can still see like, oh yeah, I see a full Rick Owens outfit. Maybe I don't want to wear the, uh, yeah. the stomper heels or whatever, but I can understand they look cool on someone else, you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And like, um, you know, like stuff like Craig green and stuff, like I've been following mm -hmm. Craig green for um like a, a, a while now or um yeah i've just been watching his presentations for a while yeah. and all of his stuff is really cool and his presentations are amazing but i've still like yet to find that like one craig green piece that i feel is like um that would be like that almost like matches my excitement for like the brand yeah you know and that i feel yeah. would work like with my body type and everything you know so mm -hmm. yeah yeah and it's all about knowing like like I, like you just said, your body type, knowing everything about yourself that you kind of, you have that ability to say, maybe I shouldn't spend $6,000 on this jacket because it yeah. might not look good on me, you know? Oh, I, I know. I mean, that's the other thing about that <laughs> is that like, yeah, like some of those pieces are very, very expensive. Yeah. Super avant-garde. I don't know if I've ever seen a Craig Green, like, does he have a... Yeah. So he does like, he has like a continuing like a uh, collaboration with um, Adidas and they okay. do like sick shoes and stuff. And mm -hmm. also um, a lot of his presentations are very like sculptural and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he's made like rafts and stuff out of models. And so some very cool. Stuff. And he also has a continuing collaboration with Montclair Genius. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. I have to look up more of that later because I like a lot of his like runway pieces, but I have no idea how that would translate to like actual yeah like that's the thing the yeah style. yeah yeah like if you go to like look at like the dover street market like you know catalog for like the stuff that they bought from craig green it's like they'll have like a work jacket and a pair of shorts and stuff but then you look at the mm -hmm. presentation and it's like <laughs> it's like well this stuff is exciting me you know so. yeah exactly exactly cool um is there any besides craig green are there any people that you're looking at you're excited by um this is oh this yeah is a future sure. part of nylon by the way as well Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, well, for the future part of nylon, I guess, I mean, I said it earlier, but I'd really like to start making my own stuff um, mm -hmm. or altering things that already exist. And yeah. um, just learning about the process of it all. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, speaking of which, um, speaking of like altering things that already exist, um, a brand that I found out about like kind of recently, uh, CFCL um clothing for contemporary life lifestyle um it was like started by this like isimiyaki like a uh, former employee just like okay. and wander and um a lot of it is using like um recycled materials like plastic and stuff like plastic water bottles and you can really see like the isimiyaki influence in their work so like that's pretty cool um i like uh gr10k i haven't found a piece by gr10k that i really love yet but i love their kind of like philosophy i think they kind of work at this like italian texture house okay like texture mill and mm -hmm. they're using like um uh like dead stock fabrics uh that like were employed for like um government utilitarian work you know so like a lot of their stuff is like ballista proof and like fire retardant and like <laughs> wow you know so but like very contemporary silhouettes and like stuff like that um of course i love kiko mainline kiko stuff that's mm. amazing and um high and seo uh i really love and also oh um h-y-e-i-n-s-e-o 
um Pai and Seo, she's phenomenal the stuff that they're doing like their latest collection it was based on uh like the Miyazaki movie Castle in the Sky so it's oh, like sick like very like fantastical and stuff mm-hmm. and like almost like post-apocalyptic a lot of like yeah. patchwork and paneling and stuff um and also um post-archive faction of course mm, they of the course. stuff they're doing is really really cool always always yeah nice, man. wow lots of good stuff lots of different stuff too i'm seeing lots of uh japanese influence but i mean like blanket statement here i think the japanese as a people japanese people dress very well you know I just think yeah. it's in their in their culture. I and I've said this, I said this on a Patreon episode, uh patreon.com slash trees and nylon. That um <laughs> it's kind of like it melds into the Gorp core scene very well because it's all just like baggy, modest layers. And that's mm, I think yeah. that is describes Gorp core perfectly. So I see that I'm like, oh yeah, that's really cool. But like a normal person who's in a like mainstream fashion might not think the same way, you know? Right, right. Um yeah, and also, you know, um, a lot of the the labels that are coming out of like Korea these days are also very inspiring. Like another one is um Kale. Like Post Archive Faction is uh, is Korean, and so is um High and Sao. But Kale is a uh, C A Y L. Uh, climb as you love. Like uh, the stuff that they're doing is also really really cool. I think Mr. Mad Mountain Man or Jamie also suggested them. Oh, cool. But I'll say that. I'll just give him that credit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, and um, there's just like, a, a, I don't know. The fashion is, is it's in a really weird state right now because like there's like a, those really big disconnect, I feel, between like um, um, I don't even know. I was just going to go off on something. <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> I agree. There is a big disconnect between. Yeah. Because like there's like stuff like you know like like you know like the high fashion brands like Louis Vuitton and you know Mm -hmm. Gucci and Dior and stuff and I I don't know there's just there is like such a divide between sort of like you know regular fashion and then like high fashion and then uh, I I don't know I maybe I'm just I was I I say there's a there's a huge divide between like fashion in general. I think um, like there's so many different scenes. There's so many little bubbles of fashion that exist everywhere. Mm, and there is yeah. like a mainstream fashion. That's like, I don't even know what it would be. I guess it would be like the new, like, the it's like new Balenciaga. Of, yeah. It's like the new era of fear of God where it's like puffer jackets and like pastel colors is maybe oh, like the, yeah. new, the new era of hype beast with like ALD and tote bags and dunks and yeah. stuff. Maybe that yeah, as yeah, well. Yeah. But like I think that's, that's just like so, the front page of Fashion Nova. Yeah, 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 exactly. It's so disconnected from all these little, like, you got the, like, archive kids, you got the vintage kids, you've got the corpcore kid, like, you've got all these other little sects that don't follow the pattern. You know, I feel like it's very yeah. disjointed from, like, mainstream style. Yeah, yeah. And uh, something that I've, like, personally been doing is... Um, I, I think I've just been trying to like ignore all of that, you know, and there's like a, a lot of the times, especially like in fashion, I feel like a lot of the online communities, they'll, there are lots of them are just take based, you know, they'll just be posting these takes that are just like meant to get like a rise out of you. And then they'll like, you know, their engagement will go up and yeah. I don't know with stuff like frog bug. I think I'm just trying to do like the opposite of that. I'm just trying to make like a community that is just like, I'm never going to like give you a take. I'm just going to show you some like bird that I like, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's the beauty of the page. It's completely nothing. Except yeah, exactly. Birds, you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's beautiful. I love it. Do you have any questions for me? I, I might think of a question for you in a second. Okay. Um, any questions for you? Uh, I, what what's your um f- uh, fashion history like? Oh, hmm. all right. Everyone turn off the podcast again. Um, I was a high <laughs> beast uh, in the year of our Lord twenty seventeen. Probably I got into it. Um, of course, one friend showed me Supreme. Shout out Vincent. Um, showed me Supreme. Just got super into the drop culture, looking at everything. I didn't even buy anything for like the first four seasons that I was into it. I was just watching, mm-hmm. and then. I bought like 
I started trying to buy stuff and I could only get like accessories or like hats and they never oh, yeah, I was yeah. like I was like I'll get it I'll see if I can resell it just so I can like learn how to use the website basically so I became a dirty reseller just so I could learn how to use the supreme website and oh yeah then, yeah um, I mean that's how you gotta get it these days yeah yeah and then it spiraled I became like big hype beast I didn't really never really owned a bogo or anything like that it wasn't huge but like owned some kith shirts um got the funny heart shoes like I was pretty ingrained in the culture you know um and then I always had like kind of a more technical, not, I guess, liking to clothes. I had like one of the, one of the first pairs of like Gorp shoes I got was the Element React 87, which was just more mm. of a technical piece. Like it kind of just looks like more, not high fashion, but more, more designer than just like a regular Nike shoe. Um, yeah. Yeah. Got sure. that. And that was kind of, the, that didn't open the floodgates, but it kind of pushed me in the right direction. And then, followed organic lab, learned about Solomon's like was already wearing Carhartt a little bit, but like wasn't styling it very well. And then that's evolved now into just like all neutral tones and like earth tones in my closet and like baggy pants and, you know, the Carhartt, the cool, the cool C on the back of the pants, that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it was just fully oh, evolved cool. into the Gorp guy now. Yeah. 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 You know, honestly, like for me, um, uh like back in like 2015 um i did some work for um like the arcteric store in new york like some oh, nice. video work like um both of my siblings and i like we uh we all work in like film and tv and stuff okay. together so like that's what i do for money um <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> um and one of the ways like they paid us on like one of the projects was just like with product and we were just like yeah sure whatever and that was like <laughs> one of the first times i heard of arcteryx like um mm. like i had an arcteryx shirt in my wardrobe but yeah. it wasn't something i was like geeking on or anything you know it's just like a yeah. shirt um so i got it out of lt like seven years ago and Ooh. i still have that jacket it is so sick um actually like a couple weekends ago i just went to the arcteryx store and i got uh a different Adam LT because like this like, I can't wear the other one over a sweater um so I got it in two sizes up so I could and uh I'm very excited about that yeah my first architect piece was also an Adam LT and now it's all actually it's right here you can see it it's it's all messed up everyone knows this as well I just tell the same four stories every time I do a podcast <laughs> you can actually see it I've got oh is it blue yeah Oh, sick. Got a big old and you got it patched up there? Covered yeah. up, patched up. There's like a blood stain somewhere on here. Just covered in like grease stains that I need to wash. I have washed but Honestly, I, I bought those jackets I are bought detergent. Yeah. Oh, I nice. Detergent, but um, I just haven't. I don't want to. I'm so afraid of washing it. It's, as yeah, dumb as that no, sounds, I got I'm that. so afraid of even hand washing it because you're supposed to hand wash it with like a special type of um detergent that you buy from REI. And nowhere else <laughs> oh man you know i was gonna say you could probably just hand wash it um because i mean i live on the fourth floor of an apartment building that's like mm. four blocks away from my laundromat yeah that's no fun. so <laughs> it takes a really it's a lot to go to the laundromat so i'm hand washing as much as there i can go. nice and it's preserving probably you know preserving some of the quality yeah yeah um, but yeah, anyway, so like that's when I found out about like Arcteryx and Valence and stuff. And uh, it wasn't like too big. Like I, I wasn't like super into it back then, but I was like keeping it. I, I just kind of saw it as like an expensive North Face. Back yeah, then. yeah. But then I started like bouldering and stuff. And um, a lot of the stuff that I thought were just like, you know, like gimmicks, like the, you know, like the tailor cut or like the pull tabs or, you know, like the Gore-Tex and stuff. Like I really kind of like came to understand like where they were like, coming from and like designing for like a very specific use and then yeah. i think that's how i got into like very like utilitarian garments you know mm -hmm. um like you know stuff that was made for climbing or ice climbing or you know expeditions and stuff like that yeah that and stuff sense. like that very like really interests me and these days i think i'm i'm just focused a lot on um just fashion history as a whole um mm -hmm. you know uh because i mean like like it or not like i guess we're both like very into menswear fashion i mean like yeah i'm also into women's wear as well like i do 
keep up with it. But, you know, and menswear fashion has a history, you know, and, you know, like the clothing industry has a history, you know, so mm -hmm. I, I've just been trying to learn about that. Nice. Yeah, that is something I don't know a lot about the history at all. That's one of the my biggest failings in all this was that I just I just don't have a ton of knowledge on the actual background of companies or anything like that. I'm trying to learn. I'm slowly learning, but yeah, yeah I just, well, you I don't know, have everything as much as I wish I they're just selling everything to you, you know. Like I, I think about this a lot. So there's like <laughs> Vanity Fair, right? And you know, Vanity yeah. Fair, they own like Dickies, the North Face, and Vance, right? Wow. So um, like if you think about like the New York skater like fuckboy look. Like, I feel like they're wearing, like, a North Face Nupsy, Dickies yeah. 874s, and then Vans Old Schools, you know, okay. with the cuff, you know? With the cuff. <laughs> with yeah. the cuff and a beanie. And um, beanie. so that's, like, <laughs> New York skater fuckboy. But, like, for a long time, that was, like, kind of, like, the look. And you maybe throw a Thrasher hoodie in there or something. Yeah. But then <laughs> you kind of think about it, and, like, that whole look is being sold to you by the company who owns every individual company. That's a part mm -hmm. of it. So they're selling you the look of like the Dickies A74s and the Vans old schools because like yeah. they go together. But like it's just one company profiting huh. from that. And it's the kind of same thing with Solomon and Arcteryx because I mean, yeah, they're both, both owned by the Solomon Corp, you know? So it's like, mm. and I'm not saying that like, you know, Organic Lab is like a psyop or anything, but like, um, who knows? <laughs> honestly, who knows? No, I, um, but um, I heard Organic Lab is just a computer in a server room. It's not even the person behind it. <laughs> uh, no, I can vouch. He's a nice guy. He's a nice guy. Okay, cool. Yeah, That's cool. but um, yeah, uh, I don't know. I I just think thinking critically, and you know, like just kind of, we get a little more critical thinking in the chat. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I agree. I agree. And I think this seems a little bit better with that. Of of course, you have the Arteric Solomon um owned by the same company you know but at the end of the day like it is a company that really values the environment and so to a degree i think most people in it are like yeah i think i'm gonna buy second hand or maybe i don't need this jacket or yeah yeah absolutely you know, like yeah and you know shopping responsibly and buying second hand and you know that's and honestly a lot of what drew me into like the you know core scene in the first place was it wasn't even the fashion aspect it was just the fact that I didn't want to, um, I didn't want to support companies that were destroying the planet, you know, and companies yeah. like Patagonia and Arcteryx and, you know, like stuff like that. They were being vocal at a time when like a lot of other companies were just saying how difficult it would be to change their, um, to change their process and stuff. Yeah. And also, uh, one of my climbing buddies back in the day was, uh, I mean, we're still friends, but, uh, Nicole McLaughlin, <laughs> and she would tell me a lot about, um, about how yeah. these companies and stuff would um like how fucked up their their whole factory situation was and how much waste they produce and and how things could be changed and stuff so um a, a lot was inspired by you know that time and stuff yeah yeah um shout out nicole um yeah. i have a few of her pieces in this room oh nice nice yeah i don't <laughs> <laughs> wait hold on i can show you <laughs> okay so this is a bag that i keep all of my special rocks in and okay. it's a frog bag frog dot bag wow. frog dot bag there you go <laughs> yeah and it has like a little pull tab on it nice and got, her special little, rocks. Like, got her name tag on it <laughs> oh nice so she made yeah. that just for you or was that something that you yeah yeah this is her? this is a birthday present and also i got this uh she made me this and now I keep all my, my uh, cables in it. Oh, nice. That's very cool. Yeah. It's a, uh, it's like it's like a, a little Tupperware with rock climbing holds on it. Yeah. That's very cool. Yeah. Yeah. So the, I, I, I cherish those. Uh, Nicole and Ryan are good friends of mine. Very nice. Man. And very then nice. also I, I, I would be remiss to say that um, the two of them had, had an influence on my style, you know, like knowing them and stuff. Uh, they really have had an influence on my style. Yeah, I've only heard good things about the two of them. Actually, the first time I ever heard about Ryan, I didn't even know who he was. I only knew Nicole. And then um, one of the podcast guests, uh, K 
Cam, Camilo, who came on, he said that uh, Ryan would come into the store and just be wearing like the coolest outfits and everyone would go up to him and be like, what, what are those pants? Like, where'd you get them from? Like, where, where's that shit yeah. from? Like all the employees would go up and like try to talk to him and ask like where his fit that, was from that day. Yeah, Ryan's always wearing something crazy. Yeah. So that's how, that's how I learned about him. Shout out to both of them. Yeah, yeah, um, they're great. Nice, nice. Um, I don't know if I have any more questions for you. I think... I think that's all I got for you today. Well, I hope it was a good episode to anybody that listens. I'm sure they're going to love it. Well, Austin, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Yeah, of course. Uh, Thanks so much for having me on. Um, Follow Frogbug. And uh, uh, yeah, I guess my, and my personal too, if you Mm -hmm. want, A Johnson 0109. I make music and concentric ringing. Oh yeah, that's my music. Yeah, yeah. So that's like uh that's my new album. It's uh I have a little bit written on my Instagram profile and stuff. Mm-hmm. I make music that's very inspired by nature and my trips and stuff like walking around and looking at birds and stuff. Um well again, thank you for coming on and uh I'll talk to you again soon. All right, peace. <laughs>